Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Lights, Camera, Ulysses, the premier podcast on all things Joyce and Cinema. This is your host, Robert Kraut, and I'm recording today from the beach at Sandy Mount. Just a quick shout out to the sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Focus Max. Focus Max is a heavily caffeinated beverage that is perfect for when you need maximum energy and concentration. Yes, I'm looking at you, Proteus. For those of you who have tackled this beast of a chapter, you might be wondering how in the world something so interior, so reliant on consciousness and thought, can be considered filmic. The answer rests in the idea of montage. Beginning in the early 20th century, filmmakers from the Soviet Union began experimenting with editing. And if you've spent days on end editing like I have, you know how dull and uninspiring this aspect of film can be. However, they saw a tremendous opportunity in this process. Going so far as to suggest that the importance of a film didn't rest in the images themselves, but in the transitions between the images. This came to be known as the dialectic, and these filmmakers theorized that two consecutive images created a third image, or idea, in the mind of the viewer. The most notable example of this is the Kuleshov sequence, which uses the same footage of a man staring at a subject, but changes the subject that he is looking at. This leads the audience to read different emotions into the man's blank expression, creating the dialectic. In Stephen's digressive and highly intellectual thoughts, Joyce touches on this theory of montage editing quite a bit. So let's look at an example. Stephen thinks about Florence McCabe, this midwife who he sees on the beach. We'll call this image A. Stephen then imagines that McCabe and her companion are carrying a bag with a fetus in it. We'll call this image B. The dialectic that these two images create is grotesque and comments on the cycle of birth and death. This idea is image C. However, the montage doesn't end there, and Joyce uses the fetus's umbilical cord like a reel of film, following it back deeper into Stephen's mind. Taking one more example, Joyce uses this umbilical cord, image A, and then moves on to the biblical Eve, who is without a navel, image B. This creates an opaque dialectic, image C, which I can only assume is a commentary on history and the gradual degradation of mankind. While it's possible for me to go through and form a dialectic out of Stephen's entire chain of thought, that's kind of boring. Instead, I just want to drive home the idea that to Joyce, consciousness isn't that different from film. And just as filmmakers string together disparate images to form a narrative, so too does the mind wander from thought to thought, forming a coherent pattern beliefs and memories. That, to me, is the point of Proteus, not the complex musings of Stephen, but the process by which Stephen has these complex musings. And it's given me a newfound appreciation for what is otherwise a dull part of the artistic process, editing. Thank you for tuning in this week, and we'll be back with the next episode by the time I fully grasp what is going on in this chapter. It could be a while. <laughs>